Hello Church. Welcome to Church Online. Thank you for joining us here. As we enter into this gathering now, let's pause and take a deep breath. Let's recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. And as we settle down, please pray this prayer with me. Father in heaven, thank you for your beautiful, multi-ethnic, intergenerational family gathering today online or in person. Revive and sanctify us, we pray. Make us a house of prayer for all nations. Set our hearts on being and doing good. Set our hearts on announcing the good news of Jesus Christ, the being Lord of all. Amen. Yes, Lord Jesus, reawaken our love song for you today. If you are new to our church, we welcome you. We're so glad you joined us. If you need prayer at any time during this gathering, please open up our app and click the prayer tab. Or you can also email us at prayer at gcbdowntown.com. Everyone is invited to join us for a Zoom lingering time. The link is in the description of whatever platform you are watching this video. If you are watching it at 10.30, then the Zoom link will be available at approximately 12.15. Please be patient with us as we work on the transition with our live audience and you, our online viewers. It should be exciting. I hope you can join. Before we move forward in today's worship, let's enter into a time of focus on generosity. There's a generosity prayer that we have added into the app notes today if you would like to follow along. It's so important that we keep the character of our Father in Heaven in front of us, as well as His will for our lives. He has displayed generosity, and we desire to follow His example. Please join me now into this generosity prayer. Father in Heaven, there is nothing I have that you have not given me. All I have and am belong to you, bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. To spend everything on myself and to give without sacrifice is the way of the world that you cannot abide. But generosity is the way of those who call Christ their Lord, who love him with free hearts and serve him with renewed minds, who Withstanding the delusion of riches that chokes the world, whose hearts are in your kingdom and not in the systems of the world. I am determined to increase in generosity until it can be said that there is no needy person among us. I am determined to be trustworthy with such a little thing as money that you may trust me with true riches. Above all, I am determined to be generous because you, Father, are generous. It is the delight of your daughters and sons to share your traits and to show what you are like to all the world. Amen. I would like to encourage you to take a moment now to give. You can give through the app or online at gcbdowntown.com slash giving.
Welcome to week one of our seven-week series, A Culture of Goodness. A church's culture matters. We believe that as we live in a culture, our culture begins to live in and into us. How we understand and feel about our Father in Heaven is formed and fostered by the church we attend. We are searching for truth and inspiration for how we talk about Jesus as Lord of all and how we are to live good lives that announce the good news of Jesus Christ. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. Psalm 31, verse 19. The truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Let it loose and it will defend itself. St. Augustine. No matter how complex and extensive the cultural system you may consider, the only way it will be changed is by an absolutely small group of people who innovate and create a new cultural good. Andy Crouch, Culture Making. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Peter, early church father. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I'm glad that you're able to join us uh, online today. Uh, looking forward to us stepping into a new series. And so uh, we've, we're starting a new one this week called Goodness Culture. And I believe it's going to help us tie together everything that we've been learning uh, since January from the Replant series into the Peacemaker series. There is a a path. There's been a purpose to each week of our teachings that I believe has been chipping away at our old self so that a new self could step in. And so for the next seven weeks, uh, your elders, uh, some uh, your pastors, uh, some guest teachers will be guiding us through what I believe are some very important truths that we must learn and put into practice. All of us, not one of us that's watching this today has been fully fashioned into the image of Jesus Christ. We are all struggling with sin. We talked about this on Easter Sunday. I used the quotation from G.K. Chesterton uh, in response to a newspaper ad or a newspaper article that actually said, what is wrong with the world? And G.K. Chesterton wrote in and said, dear sirs, I am. We have a sin issue. And because of that sin issue, you and I have got to learn to admit that we're sinners. We harm one another. We do things out of selfishness that only benefits us. And that is not just something that we do wrong. It is sin. You and I should come to terms with the fact that it is us, it is me, that is what's wrong in my family. It's not decisions that other people make. It's mine. I'm what's wrong in my community. It's I'm what's wrong many times in the church. I'm I'm wrong. I'm what's wrong when when we start looking at issues in the city. When you and I are constantly looking to point blame at other people, we are not going to develop the good culture in us and in one another 
that is going to be a display of God's greatness. In the confession, I am what is wrong. I believe that God can take that spirit in us and mix it with his spirit and can complete the work of Jesus Christ in us, can help us look like Jesus in our lives, our city, our neighbors, our families. They need us to allow the Holy Spirit to complete this work in us. When the church lives as God has designed it, we will hear God's wonderful word, good. When you and I parent as God has designed us to parent, you and I will hear the wonderful word from God, good. When we covenant in marriage as God designs, we will hear God's wonderful word, good, spoken over us. When we love the Lazarus at our door and the hurting on our street, as God has designed, we will hear God's wonderful words spoken over us good. And when we work with our hands, when we do our jobs as God has designed us, we will hear God's wonderful word good. When we love as God has designed us to love, you and I will hear God's wonderful word spoken over us good. I don't know about you. But when we fast forward to the very end of our lives and to the very end of the Bible and we see this final scene, there is a moment where out of the mouth of God, we could hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't know about you, but I want to hear that. I want to hear that as I'm standing in line with many of you. I want to hear these words, well done, my good and faithful servant. The longer that you and I live together in Baltimore, the more that you and I are going to absorb the culture that our church is creating. We need the pastors of our church, myself included, the elders of our church, the people of our church to work together to be a steward of the culture of our church because it matters to our Lord Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. If our culture is not good, we will not produce good people. There will not be a goodness amongst us. So the culture of our church the way in which you and I interact has got to be good. I love what Jesus says in Luke chapter 11, 34 through 36. Read along with me. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with light with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling your filling you with light. If we are healthy, we will be filled with light. If we are unhealthy, we think we are filled with light, but we're actually filled with darkness. How can you and I, how do we see ourselves matters when we stand in front of a mirror it matters how we see ourselves, how we learn to live together as Jesus taught matters. And we have to have ways of looking at that. The world, our city, our community, our neighbors, our families need you and I to see ourselves clearly so that we can make sure it's the light of Jesus that's coming out of us, that's in us, that's exposing everything and that there's no dark corners at all. We've got to focus and work with God's spirit on this light. Over seven hundred times in the Bible, the word good is used. It's one of the most used words in all of the Bible. It has even been argued by theologians that the Bible's main point is that God is working through our mess to make us good. 
He started off saying we are good. Sin moved in and it became awful. And then God, through Jesus Christ, is making us good again. So at the heart of this, I want you to understand God is good. We've been talking about God being love. The Bible also says God is good. And when God chooses to reveal his glory to Moses, he told him to hide in the crack in a crack in the mount in Mount Sinai. And he said this, I will make my goodness pass before you and I will call out my name Yahweh before you. And when God's goodness passed by Moses, the palm of God's hand protected Moses from being undone by the sheer intensity of God's glory. And as God's goodness passed by, he announced his name Yahweh. As a result, God's goodness became inextricably connected to his name. So over this series, over these seven weeks, we will see that God's plan for us here on earth, in our lives, how we live, is for our name to be connected to his goodness, his good name, his good character. Our goodness is to be a display of God's glory in the way that undoes the darkness around us. Our goodness is to be a display, is to be on display as we pass by people in front of us on our way, our neighbors, people on the street, but they won't think that it is us. The light will be so obvious that it is coming from our Father in heaven and our Lord Jesus Christ. They will get the glory for the the light, the goodness that is shining from us. So God is good and his desires for us is to be good. But God's design for us is to be good, to actually do good things. And when everything is in its place, doing its proper task, God says good. The best way to share this is to say, I believe when we love as Jesus loved us, The reaction to that type of love is good. Our goodness must be on display. It is active and not private. It must be seen in order to be good. Now, remember, we don't make ourselves good. We don't we can't make ourselves good people. God is the one that transforms us through the power of his Holy Spirit. Look at Acts 10 as the early church was reflecting on Jesus that had just recently ascended into heaven and they were thinking about his words and the action and the way that God had displayed himself in and through them. Acts 10, 38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Do you see this progression? God anointed Jesus with his spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good. Um, Church, we need to understand that when you and I confess and we believe in Jesus Christ, his spirit is available to us, anointing us, giving us gifts, giving us things that he wants us to use for his good purposes. It is not just for us to receive it. We receive it so that we can go do something with it. And the thing that we do is always good. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says this, the Holy Spirit, that spirit that we receive produces, which means works out in us this kind of fruit in our lives. Listen to this list, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
The fruit of the Spirit in our life will produce goodness. We want a good culture amongst us. So why do we let the Holy Spirit do this work in us? Ephesians 2.10, which is a part of our essentials class, which is the verse that actually is the originator of the name of our church, Gallery Church. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. Sometimes that's uh, translated craftsmanship, but there's this idea that there's a master designer, a master painter, a master craftsman that has created us. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He's planned for us to do good, but now in Jesus, we can now actually do those good things. In 1 Peter 4, 19, he says, so if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, so what this is saying is, is many times when we're living the good life, we're going to suffer. We talked about this Easter Sunday, narrow is the gate. Like it's hard to follow Jesus. There will be suffering that we are going to face when we follow after him. And that pleases God. Keep on doing what is right. Doing what is right is also this translation into doing what is good, like the activity of our life, no matter how hard it gets. It pleases God when we live those good lives. And and, and we trust, First Peter goes on to say, and trust your lives to the God who created you for he will never fail you. Church, we want to persevere in doing the good things God has planned for us, even at times when we're ridiculed, persecuted, slandered, maybe even physically attacked. But we want to honor God with our lives and please him, knowing that he has us and that love will never fail us. I don't want us to overlook one of the important things in this passage because it's going to now become a part of each of the weeks of this series. But when you look at the fruits of the Spirit I just read in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23, it comes after Galatians 5, 19 through 21. And he says this, and when you follow the desires of your sinful nature. So listen to this. The Holy Spirit comes to produce fruits of the Spirit in us. But our body, because we're sinners, is already producing a kind of fruit. But listen to the fruit of the sin nature that is in us. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. And let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you have a list of fruits produced after a list of things that is already being produced by our sinfulness. Each aspect of the fruit of God's spirit is a act of resistance against our old self. The Holy Spirit is wanting to put away that old self. He's wanting us to take a fruit off of the spirit in us and replace The fruit that is already in us, an anger, a rage, a jealousy, a quarreling, you know, a a lustful spirit. There's so many things that I was getting tongue-tied thinking about all of it. And hopefully that tension of that humor relief there for you just a moment, watching me stammer as I was trying to list off these evil fruits, is because you and I, need to focus in this moment on the fact that there are fruits that need to be removed from our life and the fruits of God's spirit are what need to remain. I know I love what Scott McKnight shares when he says this to live. Goodness means resisting the sinfulness and the toxicity 
of these acts of our flesh. So in order for us to be good, we must be resisting against something. Evil must be done away with so goodness can thrive. And so there's going to be a pattern of this throughout the series of things that we need to turn away from, that we need to cast out, that we need to throw in the trash, so to speak, so that we can replace it with good fruit. (coughs) Goodness is all that matters. If we fast forward to the final judgment, like I mentioned just a little bit ago, you and I are going to be judged on what good we've done and our faithfulness. Listen to well done, my good and faithful servant. There's a sentence that you and I are going to want to hear. We're going to be examined by our Lord Jesus Christ. Goodness is what matters. You you see the invitation of the gospel in the book of Acts. It's about the goodness of God coming in Jesus Christ. It was a good news announcement. And then you see Jesus's words to the disciples, giving them a commission to go into all the world as his good agents. And what we as a church need to model is that God is a good God, that his characteristic is goodness. We need to model it. Our pastors need to model this. Our elders need to model this. You as a church family need to model it with us. We can actually see how Jesus modeled the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 by taking time to read Matthew chapter 8 and 9. Because in Matthew chapter 8 and 9, we see that Jesus is setting an example of how we can live. He, he taught people. He encourages people. He admonishes them. He challenges them. All based upon what he was teaching in Matthew 6 and 7. Excuse me, 5, 6, and 7. He heals. He forgives. He restores. Because this is what is important. He sees and he listens. I want you guys to see this. He is healing. He's forgiving. He's restoring. Because he sees people. And he's listening to people. So therefore, he's motivated to act in goodness towards these people. If you and I at our church are going to create a good culture, we need to see one another. We need to listen to one another. We need to pursue the way of life that Jesus modeled for us. And we need to have that same good testimony. We need to have a testimony of goodness. Our church will be a place that produces some kind of culture and the culture that we want to produce is a good culture because we want as a church to be able to stand before Jesus at that final judgment and hear that when Jesus looks at the works that we've done on this earth, he's like, man, you've been good. And when he looks at the endurance and the way we ran our race on that narrow road through the narrow gate, he's like, wow, you've been so faithful. That is the culture. That's what we want our disciples, the people that come to our church, the people that are in our growth communities, the people that we're interacting with our children to learn from us is how to be good and faithful. This series, it is our desire that we work together to create this culture so that the people that are in Baltimore that have yet to Join us in the kingdom of God to confess that Jesus is Lord, to be immersed in baptism into the fellowship of the church. We want them to see in us a goodness that can only be attributed to our Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope that you don't miss a week. Each week is going to help us see something that we need to get rid of and something that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to grow in us so that our reputation can be one of goodness.
It is my desire that we as a church look each other in the face and hold each other accountable to the good things that God has planned for us to do. We want to invite you to respond to the word of God that we just received. We know that he is speaking and working in our hearts. We all struggle with sin. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you about what sin is in you? We are God's masterpiece, created to do good, and God gives us a helper in this effort. What good do you know you are supposed to be doing, but you are currently not obeying? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Our testimony and our church's testimony has to be based in a goodness culture. Ask the Holy Spirit to minister to you now and help you see the ways you are to serve in our church family to help us display the goodness of God and his love for the city of Baltimore. Let's respond to the Holy Spirit, acknowledge his work in us, and celebrate that we are lavishly loved by our Father in heaven and our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, Gallery Church, I don't have any announcements to give you right now. I do want to help you remember to make sure you have your push notifications on in your app and that you follow us on our social media uh, pages on Facebook and, you, and YouTube and Instagram so that you can be getting up-to-date information as, um, as we're able to release things to you. It's been good to have in-person audiences, but it's still good to be together with you online. I do want to remind you that uh, we are still doing a Zoom lingering with our in-person and our online audience, and that will take place approximately 15 minutes after the conclusion of this video. You might have to wait in the waiting room for a few minutes, but we will merge our live audience and our online audience together. All right, so here's our benediction. As we go from here today, may we see what is in us that remains from our sinfulness 
And can we start working with the Holy Spirit to cast those out so that the fruits of God's spirit can grow in us so that we create a good culture, one that is faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ, so that when we get to the end of our journey and we stand before Jesus face to face, and maybe many of us will stand there together, not sure how it's going to be, but may we hear, well done, my good and faithful church. May God's grace and peace be with you. Thank you guys so much.